Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk Zulu love. I'm David. And I'm Jack. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of our Tan and Chill series. Today, we're going to be taking apart Kendrick Lamar's 2015 album, To Pimp a Butterfly. David, this is our part two of our discussion about this very special album. But before we head right on into it, let's just get all of this business out the way. Let's welcome back our guest from part one to help us with part two and to help us sound like we know what we're talking about. So for his record third appearance on the podcast, welcome back Tawanda to the show. Glad to be here. Mr. Lol. Thanks for coming. Yo, man. um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. Sick to be here. It's it's uh nice it's cozy. It's taken us a, a bit of time to get started. We've had some technical difficulties, but we are on the on the roll now. Everything hopefully will be so sounding me. good yeah. by the time you guys hear it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> but before we kick it off, I just wanted to um send our condolences because uh, unfortunately we lost oh, yes. a a great man today. Uh, Chadwick mm. Boseman has passed away from cancer, unfortunately. Mm. Um, most notably, yeah. his uh, his sorry, his most notable performance was in Black Panther as T'Challa. Um, mm. So, Wakanda forever, Chadwick forever. Wakanda uh, rest in forever. peace. R.I.P. Definitely, yeah, man. Sad death, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, we gotta we gotta keep moving. Um, Let's let's just kick on into this. So uh, let's to start off with. Let's do a quick recap on our part one. Um, so we got mm-hmm. up to um, the last track we did was you, um, and so that means the first track we're going to be doing is all right. Um, so does anyone yeah. sort of want to? Anyone had any new reflections about what we talked about last week? Um, I know that I've uh, given the album another listen through. Um, me anyone? Too. Anyone got any insight into anything? Maybe any opinions changed from last week? Last, I keep saying last so, week. I'm not but sure. It was like weeks and weeks ago, like five weeks. Last ago. Last episode, it's right? Like two weeks the ago. First part, you mean? No, it's been a it's been a minute. But um, really? Oh what's wow! It called? It's been a minute, man. But right. um, I would like to add. I'm not sure because I actually can't remember um, which episode I said was like in my top three. I mean, not episode. Um, which song? But. I would like to add these walls into my top three. Mm. And I'm mm. quite solid about it because I had a fresh listen today. But um, I got I grabbed some or I earned some or learned some um, insight on these walls. And Genius was my source of information as well as YouTube and other sources. But um, so these walls talks about three different ways that it could be in- interpreted. And A, mm. it talks about the walls of a woman, like the inside of a woman, oh, which is very interesting. Um, and it's saying that because I think the song is based off yeah. Kendrick Lamar sleeping with um, the killer of his homies. Yeah, killer, killer of his homie, like uh, right. homie's girlfriend or something. So he's right. as an act of wow. revenge, he's sleeping with the killer of his homie. Um, homie's girlfriend. Wow. And like, if these walls could talk, and that's why if you look at the lyrics of it, right, it talks about, uh, let me pull it up real quick. That to me makes a lot more sense. Um, I was actually going to say, I was going to say, listening to that one again, I did feel like there was something there that we weren't, 
like there was getting. a sexual innuendo that we kind of it, it says sex yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it starts yeah, with kinda, a yeah, woman no, moaning but uh, we kind of went past that oh so, uh, yeah we kind of yeah. went past that yeah that's so true wow which it so says cool. in the intro sex if this was good talk, if this was talk, and then it's like sex it's sex. like okay yeah, it's about yeah, sex yeah, yeah. so a one way is it's about sex and i think the first verse kind of reflects that in like talking about like like she like pretty much like the walls of a of a, of a woman and then the other other wall that it talks about is it is about kendrick and his reflections and then the third wall is the walls of prison jail so mm. as the listener as the guy as the, the killer finds out about the affair that kendrick has with his girlfriend he will start to think this way about like what he did and like, yeah, like the reflections of the killer of his homie. So when right. I found that out and like the storytelling Kendrick has um in these walls, I was like, bruh. Plus Thundercat on the bass. Yeah, man. Plus like just the beat itself, the production. Like I got like Terrace Martin did a crazy job on this track. And like I got to appreciate a lot more after listening to it again. So these mm. walls is in my top three. Cool. Oh T, any additional reflections from the um, last episode? No, nah, not. I haven't had a chance to like sit down and like revisit it again. Um, things have just been like intense. So, um, yeah. What just just what David said? Um, it's super dope. Just seeing that, seeing it mm. in that new light. I would have never taken it that way. You know what I mean? Like I took it quite literally as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because that that was going to be the thing that I said as well. I I listened to these walls again, and I felt like there was something there that wasn't con- like the all the dots weren't connected from what we said last last episode. So, yeah, cool. We've gotten to the yeah, bottom man. of it, David. Thank you. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. I'm so this time, <laughs> so today we're going to be doing something a little bit different to hopefully stop us from going on and on and on. So what we're going to be doing mm. is we've got a five minute limit for each episode. Uh, I keep saying episode as well, just like you, David. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Put it in my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For each track. Um, so we're up to track seven oh, and we're g- going to 16. So that's 10 tracks, including obviously seven and 16. Um, so we're going to have yeah five minute limit. That doesn't mean we have to talk for five minutes about each track, but um yeah let's try and stick between and you guys will hear when the when the alarm yes. goes off and that's when you know you need to shut up <laughs> yes unless it's super dope and we're on a really good point no then we'll no. we'll, we'll hit the snooze <laughs> button no. and the alarm no. not allowed <laughs> fine i'm not i'm not in the mood for part three sorry we're, we're... <laughs> no, no, no. let's go let's get it let's get I it am. let's get it all right Another thing I'm we're going to be doing is one. for each track, we're going to be reading out a quick little introduction from Genius, a quick little yes. summary. So I'm not going to include that in the five minutes. So I will be reading out a quick intro for each one and then I will hit yes. the timer. So the intro for All Right is as follows. It's a, it's probably one of the longer ones, but I'll, I'll, read, it. I'll mm-hmm. read it all out. All Right provides a moment of hope amid to a pimp, a butterfly's battle to find a higher purpose. After You, where Kendrick lays out his burdens, Alright responds by detailing how Kendrick means to escape his troubles. By trusting in God, Kendrick is able to look past his failures and have confidence that everything will be okay. We're going to be alright. On the surface, the motif is 
optimistic and universal, but the message is driven by specific pain and struggle. Awareness regarding the disproportionate police brutality against blacks has left many wondering if the U.S. has made any progress towards racial in a sorry racial equality. Rather than despair, All Right assures listeners that through solidarity, we're going to be all right. The mantra made a strong impact in 2015. Uh, in the summer of protest, as Black Lives Matter activists all over America chanted, we're going to be all right mm. to mourn the countless black people killed by police in 2015 and provide hope for a better future. Uh, blah, 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 mm. blah. There's quite a lot here, but... Um, yeah, I think you can stop there. Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. The rest is just yeah. talking about the impact of it. Um, this song can be seen as the person tired of all the crying and feeling bad for themselves. They are now ready to take action and find a solution. Um, mm. that, that last part's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. mm. I will start the timer and let's get talking. Sorry, any reflections it. on that about section or do we want to jump into it? Um, I feel like maybe like, I don't know if you want to include this in the five minutes, but just reflecting on how it became like an anthem for BLM movement, which is quite interesting because I feel like it surfaced back this year as well. Um, with um, yeah, those, um, that issue really arising yeah. back up, I started seeing people chant um, this song. So it's definitely like an anthem for um, the BLM movement and black people. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Even today. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially like around when the protest started um, this year, like it was very prominent. It, it, it seemed to be like one of those anthems moving forward. Mm. And yeah, it's just... It, it it's such an interesting song to me because like it's is really like I think that's the one that I listen to the most out of in in the in the whole album, um, mm, even just too. for casual listening, um, it yeah. serves more like just as a reminder of like, you know, even when things are tough, you can you you're, you're gonna be alright kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it just serves mm. as that like anthem, like you said, for you know striving. To, to get through things kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I guess we can we can um, talk more as we start the timer. Cause, I already have started yeah. the timer, guys. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. Um, what I wanted to add is um, one other thing of how it flows from the album is that it's such a stark contrast from where we left off when we mm. talked about um, You. Because mm. um, You was such a dark kendrick and his performance on that song was like crazy as we yeah. talked about yeah. in the last episode like yeah. definitely like i think he even mentions it in like an interview somewhere where it was the hardest song to record and did one of us mention yeah. that last episode i don't I know but that that you. makes perfect sense because yeah. um of the yeah. obviously the crying voice that he's using like that would take yeah. a lot from the throat like yeah yeah man <laughs> And how crazy are the visuals for um, the music yeah, video? Man. It's titled like oh. "God Is Gangster," mm. um, and it's it adds on um, another track. I think um, "For Free" from memory. I think it's "For Free" that it adds with it, which I thought was interesting too. Right. But interesting. Um, so cool. This goes into my top three as well. I don't really? know. Wow. Guys. Yeah, this is okay. my top three. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool, because same wow. as UT, like it was, it was like the most played song. Maybe because to the um, seventeen-year-old um, me, um, when this album first dropped, I think it 
it was just a lot more easier to re- uh, relate to and um, yeah. a lot more easier to just kind of easier listen compared to mm. the other yeah, 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 stuff yeah. that's just really intense and like really mm. deep in like storytelling and stuff where you have to really pay attention to what he's trying to say because mm. the hook is just so easy to, to just follow. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But then but, like it still has but, the substance yeah. that the, the rest of the album has. It's just in a more digestible turn considered like uh for the general kind of consensus compared to the rest of the other tracks yeah which is like yeah and like yeah and pharrell pharrell does a good job on the chorus i didn't know it was pharrell until until like listening back to it now back then i didn't know it was pharrell but yeah i didn't know it was pharrell either until yeah until yeah me neither doesn't sound like him at all I love the I love the verses as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's such it flows a lot. Like it's easier for the listener to follow. Maybe it's because I listen to this track so much. Is that like I I remember always um rapping with Kendrick in the verses that he said, like he spits yeah. out in verse one and two. It's like yeah. when he's talking like he's Lucy, like yeah. Lucifer, and even yeah, from yeah, verse yeah. one, it's just such a like the beat hit hits so hard on each yeah. um syllable that rhymes so that it just feels so good when you rap along with him yeah it just takes mm. me back to old school kendrick like um the the mad city kendrick kind of influence is very prevalent in that song like it just yeah. like gives me that vibe of just like mad city especially in that second verse and then bringing back lucy just like kind of yeah it just it's almost like a reminiscent of like the the past album kind of thing which was super dope Mm-mm. perfect well guys <laughs> damn i actually want to say more i just talked about how how much i like it but cool all right well let's move on from all right i feel like we we did that i i don't think there's too much um in depth to all right i i feel like it is just as you said like that that um anthem style so let's move on to um for sale which is the second interlude um so this song offers a and by the way this is not my words this is genius again um this song offers a deeper insight into a previously introduced figure of lucy a character representing lucifer as the song goes on it is understood that lucy is short for lucifer hence the lines about temptation and signing contracts the name makes the song work in tandem with for free both songs relate to his value as a musician and how that transcends mm. into his value as a person. On For Free, he criticizes the culture that breeds a belief that musicians and famous people must floss or be showy with their money. Here, he juxtaposes uh, that criticism with the seductive nature of the hip-hop lifestyle, namely the bling culture and the idea that once an artist signs a deal and receives their advance, all their dreams will come true. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, for me, I feel like um, if they don't both make my top three, the two interludes are very close to being in the top three for me. I I love both the interludes. I think they're great tracks. Um, Especially, Mm. this one doesn't even feel like an interlude, really. Like, I I feel like this one feels like a a full track. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. How long is it? I don't have it up right now. It's four minutes, 51 Right, that's a pretty long interlude. <laughs> oh, no, it's a bit longer. Yeah, no, it's 4 minutes 51. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, thoughts, guys? Because I, I this track, I just... Okay, this is a reflection that I wanted to share. Um, 
yeah, I yeah, realized right. that like when it comes to Kendrick, it's really funny because I read into the music I listen to so much, but um, and sometimes too much. But when it comes to Kendrick, I find that I actually don't read into his music as much as I read into a lot of music. And I think Man. the reason for me is that I find him so like um, sonically and production wise engaging that yes. um, that Bro. the lyricism doesn't need to be like a huge factor for me even though it is once i read into it i'm like wow he's doing so much here lyrically but like there's so much going on from a musical sense that for me when i listen to kendrick a lot of like my ideas about whether i like it or not are just built upon um what's yeah 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 what what i'm hearing Mm, and like the vibe of it um and i feel like that's just because he's doing so much through his production that um, I'm not I'm not looking for anywhere else to find inspiration to whether I engage with it or not because I just find like sonically I find it so engaging. But yeah, I'll wow. pass it on to you guys and t- specifically about for sale. Any thoughts? Do you want to go first, T? Um, I find that I do the opposite when I listen to his music. I start with the lyrics before I go into the production. I find the lyricism is what keeps me coming back, and then. Mm more so like the production ends up being like it's so amazing but it just becomes like a secondary bonus for me like i find the the, mm. the lyrical content to be you know the the the, the, the top juice. thing for me yeah that's that's yeah. where it's at for me and when it comes mm. to kendrick and then to have like such amazing production on top of that is like even crazier so i guess it's more of a old school kind of way of looking at it you know like if you're an mc and you're gonna jump on a mic then you gotta be good yeah and mm. you got to be saying something kind of thing. So that's the mentality that I have um, coming from the music that I used to listen to. And um, yeah. in terms of this sp- specific song, I like the, the the conversation that he has, the nature that like how he structures the, the conversation with Lucy and then just the flow really. It's, it's It seems so effortless, but then like it just plays to the nature of the, of the track itself you know what i mean mm. just like how he depicts lucy to be this like slick character that just gives you everything that that you want and then um mm. when when it's when it comes to a point where like it's not what you asked for but like this is what you wanted you know what i mean i'm just giving you what you want kind of thing it's just so interesting when you like try to dig deeper into yeah the layers kind of thing bro it's so interesting i think i agree with both of you guys but for me this album and just Kendrick in general like definitely I relate to Jack when he says like the production just is crazy so that you kind of lose track of the lyrics but at the same time the lyrics is so engaging that absolutely yeah it, it goes so well with the with the production so like it goes hand in hand like together like you can't have one or the other well maybe that's debatable but I feel like like when I'm listening to his lyrics and trying to focus on his lyrics, his production kind of slaps me on the back of the head and like, hey, hey, I'm still here kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. it's so crazy how many, how much is really going on. Yeah. And I definitely understand what you mean by like, it, it's so engaging because I, when I use my headphones to really listen to it carefully, like, did you guys know SZA was featured in this? Like she's the background vocals, the female vocals you hear. Oh, really? Back. Yeah, and like the, a lot of it, that's crazy. You that thing. Yeah, or like the female vocals that you hear from it. I think there's a couple more back, backing vocals, but scissors in it too, which I wow. find interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I did not know that. Right. Yeah, that and like I think, yeah. In terms of just the track, just to bring it back to the track for sale, 
I feel like it's just Lucy speaking to Kendrick and yeah. like Lucifer, yeah, yeah, yeah. how he's trying to tempt Kendrick and Kendrick's way of showing how Lucy speaks to him. And like, basically, like, if you're like, there's a, how it starts, like, they say, if you're scared, go to church. But remember, he knows the, he knows Bible, the Bible too. too. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. that and like how he kind of, the Lucy's, like he plays Lucy and he ends the his last verse with like, all your life I watched you and now you all growing up to sign this contract, contract if that's possible. That's it's mm. like, I know I know you're going to come back to me regardless. So I'm just going to yeah. be waiting and like keep pushing at you all the things that I can give you. So like- I actually, like, I see, I interpreted that as um, God knows the Bible too. Because I thought it was trying to say like, Kendrick is like, he's going to church, but he's really like, um, succumbing to temptation so like oh yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> <So> because, man <laughs> dang we're just going into the juice yeah, yeah. yeah well, I just man. thought that because because like God knows the Bible like he knows exactly where he's going wrong so it's like he's going to church but it's really like for show that's how I interpreted it but that makes no, a lot man, more sense like, it could also be the same thing with Lucifer like, because cool. Lucifer was an angel too so like it could yeah, you could yeah, also yeah. interpret I, I think it, it is as the fact that like Lucifer knows the Bible too yeah yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that was it for that one. Let's move on Dang. to. Okay. Yeah, that was quick. We need to tighten yeah. this. That up. was so quick. Let's move on oh, to man. Mama. So let's try to let's try to narrow down how much we love Kendrick, and then <laughs> really try to assess the work that he's put out that right. allows so, us to enjoy. So. Mama tells of the personal growth and self-realization that Kendrick experienced after having persevered against the internal struggles he described as Lucy in the preceding track for sale. Um, for sale ended with Kendrick's poem, the evil, the evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers until I came home. Kendrick's mention mm. of returning home can be interpreted as many different ways at the same time. Uh, Kendrick literally returning home, um, Kendrick returning to Africa, AKA the motherland and the song mama, um, Kendrick returning to his former pre-fame self, um, Although he never explicitly stated, there are some hints to suggest that Mama is in fact referring to Africa. For example, take note of Kendrick's conversation with the boy in verse 3 and the final poem Kendrick recites in Mortal Man. The song Whoa, is also yeah. re reminiscent of Tupac's Dear Mama from 1995 album Me Against yeah. the World. Funnily enough, mm. the two albums were released almost exactly 20 years from each other and both Dear Mama and Mama came uh, come ninth in their respective track lists. That's interesting. Mm. And that sounds like a very Kendrick thing to do. That is. Yeah. That right. definitely is. That's so interesting. T, let's start with you. I'm starting the clock now. Um, With like the track. Oh, man. Mm, that's a tough one. The The track is super dope for me. Um, But. Oh, I'm lost in my thoughts, man. <laughs> okay, David, let's go to you um, first. <laughs> yeah. David, start um, off, man. I Sure. Um, I had the honor too. Um, what's it called? I feel like definitely it's like a he loves Tupac and he he even has a conversation with Tupac at the end of the song or like end of the album, but which is dope. Um, but I feel like again it's a lot of inner dialogue that's going on in Mama, and I feel like Mama makes so much sense one once you find out it's about going back home, but at the same time it's about him going to Africa for the first time and really finding out about his roots and stuff like that. Um, I just want to say the the verse itself, how verse one starts, the um, 
what's it called? It's very, it sounds so ro- robotic, yeah, the yeah, rhyme yeah. scheme and how he does right. it. It's like, yeah, like yeah. it sounds like, it sounds like when he's recording it, he's doing hand motions that like the stereotypical <laughs> hand motions of like a robot yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I picture Kendrick doing when he's spitting these, this verse, like this feeling is unmatched. This feeling is brought to you by adrenaline, good rap. Mean, it's like, like it's so like, da, 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 da. And right, then okay. on the second verse, it's so crazy how, he uses the word or the phrase I know like 50 times or 60 yeah. times to yeah. at the start of each um, each line. And then I like how um, at the end of each verse and like each, uh, what's it called? I don't know, each verse he ends with like the fact it brought me back home or like the line it brought me back home or it it brought me home or to come back home. It's like, there's a real emphasis on yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that to, to point out like, oh, the the lessons he learned from going to Africa, but at the same time, like what it meant for him to come back after having this journey of fame and like living in, like getting played by the industry, um, Lucy tempting him. And now as someone who's matured from that, I'm coming back home. It's like, this is the lesson I learned and this is what I have to say. That's crazy. I feel like that's what's kind of, yeah. That's yeah, why I like. Yeah. It's interesting a, with the with verse two um, and he's talking about everything that he he learned basically. Like, yeah. I know everything, mm. I know myself. Uh, and he's talking about all the things that he learned on his journey. And then he says like, um, I know what I know and I know it well to never forget until I realized I didn't know beat and the day I came yeah. home. Um, yeah it's yeah. interesting that he says that because in the poem like the poem that's running throughout he actually says as the moment where he broke back out of the cocoon was when he realized that exactly. he needed to take what he had learned home exactly. but yeah but in the poem it doesn't feel like he's saying well i didn't know anything it's like well i've learned some valuable stuff and i need to take it back to the people who don't have the opportunities to learn those lessons so it's interesting right. the contrast between those two things mm. yeah it's also at the end of verse three, just to finish up, he says, um, if you resist, I'll I'll back off quick, go catch a flight or two. But if you pick destiny over rest in peace, then be an advocate, tell your homies especially to come back home. Like that idea of coming home is there again, but he's saying it like this time he's saying then be an advocate, like he's become an advocate, like which would say that he does like know what he's mm. talking about, which is interesting, like bit of contradiction there but Mm. anyway let's move on um i do really like the beat of mama i think it's one of the best beats on the on the track uh, on the album to be honest and um Mm. it like when i first heard it it didn't really feel like something that kendrick would jump on it sounds more like a like an instrumental beat it sounds like without vocals you'd hear that on like a lo-fi playlist or something but um yeah so yeah, nice, it is. Man. Yeah, no, it's a dope um, production. So the next track is Hood Politics. Um, so this is a this is a bit of a longer one. I'll try and skim through it. Kendrick states yep. in his poem that he dealt with survivor's guilt by reiterating to himself that he earned his success and stayed true to his A1 foundation. Hood Politics is just this. Kendrick giving us the outlook again of when he was a child adolescent and didn't have the knowledge he has now. This is a progression and also a contrast from the last song, Mama. The last song was about how he forgot how it was to be in the hood. This is him transporting himself to a time when the hood was all he knew. Kendrick's delivery on this track is at a higher pitch than normal to ah, signify his younger self, his past and his roots. 
On the record, he discusses issues such as American politics in the second verse and the rap industry in the third verse, with the latter being based on his observations of the stir cause in response to his control verse. Kendrick pre- previewed the first two verses on his song of uh, that stuff isn't as important, but yeah, so that's the the sort of intro about hood politics. Um, one of my favorite tracks on the the album for sure. What do you guys think? Mm. I think it has one of my favorite productions because, like, uh, stylistically wise, like I, I just like the the production. It it just slaps mm. like a lot harder. It's a more like grittier and small grungy compared to um a lot of the other songs and it did it definitely gives me that like young mentality i i think it was like when i was that age when um it was definitely one of like my favorite songs up there even though like i didn't Mm. understand most of like the political stuff just the 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 chorus had those elements of everything that you would kind of um say as an as as an adolescent (laughs) you know what i mean like if you're if you're in that environment or you know people who are in that environment and you act kind of that way like that's exactly how you feel and that's exactly how you would act or carry yourself the mentality Mm. of like oh if you aren't being 100 percent genuine with me then you're just fake like you're just boo-boo like all everything that you say everything that you're trying to do to impress me all of that you're just fake you're boo-boo just get away from me like yeah what you're doing doesn't doesn't matter nor does it contribute to anything that i want to do and you're living part of just like your lie or what you want to be to be perceived as so that's the that's the Mm. sense that i get from that song kind of that nature of like nah i hang with like the realest of the realest so if you're yeah. on that fake or if you are trying to do certain things to impress me and my friends, like you're kind of, yeah, you're not worth it. Kind of. That's the underlying notion that I get yeah, yeah. from the, from the song. Mm. Yeah. I love, I love the production as well. And I guess we just keep, we keep pointing to that, but like the ghastly voices that are, um, backing up um, his verses and like what what Kendrick's saying, but I definitely feel like it's this is one of the more harder Kendrick tracks in the album. Like there's so much like gangster energy mm-hmm. as he spits the rhymes and like right, right from the get go, I feel like Kendrick's trying to be like this is my thug side that I've been growing up in, living in um, Compton, and this is like this is what I represent. And even if I want to point out like. The poem runs throughout the album and if we look at where we're up to in the album and um, where it's reflected, when you look at the poem, right, it says, trying to convince myself the stripes I earned or maybe how A1 my foundation was. It's like, I was just trying to prove like I'm still from the streets. I'm still from like my home. I still rep Compton kind of thing. And even from the title, it's like hood politics. And then it's like, I know about what goes on in the streets. I know about the gang life. I know about what like this and that. And one of the coolest parts I think I find from it, and I learned this through Genius, but when we, when you look at the second verse, it says, from Compton to Congress, set tripping all around and nothing new but a flu of new demo crips and re-blood lickens. And that's a reference to like um, a governor of Minnesota or something named Jesse Ventura. But he talks about how the like the government is basically like Bloods and Crips. 
like Democrips yeah. and Republicans, and yeah. like it talks about how the Kendrick's basically saying like you you point fingers at us that we're the like toxic people in society or whatever, but you guys are doing it in the worst like greater scale yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, give that us is guns so and drugs and call how. us thugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bro. I thought I was so like, I it made me fall in love with Kendrick again. Just listening to this album and like looking at the little gems here and there, I was just like, fuck, yeah. Kendrick, you are beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Kendrick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Any thoughts? Sorry, I like. No, you guys. You guys keep going. You're on it. Yeah, okay. man. Nah, the okay. energy, bro. The energy is crazy in this track, man. Yeah. It just, yeah. Have you ever heard like Kendrick do a live of this one? He doesn't do the high, no, high tone pitch like voice, but like he just sounds so more, so much more gangster because he does it in like his deep tone. But you got to check it out later right. when you, like how he does yeah. this live. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. I also feel like it has something to do with um the the part of the poetry where. No, not the poetry. The part of the conversation where he's like, sometimes you just be rapping and like, you just get like some kind of energy and you don't know where it really comes from. And then Tupac responds and says, oh, Tupac responds. And then he says like, it's like, oh, the dead homies like talking to you. I feel like there's also that element in hood politics, especially when he's talking about his A1 foundation. Um, You know, like there's a lot of people that he grew up. 14 years later going hard like we used to on the dead homies. That's that's that element as well, Mm. I feel. All right. Well, moving on to one that I'm pretty certain is in my top three, and I, my top three has Ooh. become a lot less clear, and that is how much a dollar costs. So, um, genius on this one says, up until this point in the album, Kendrick's been plagued by Lucy and Uncle Sam. On his road to recovery, mm. he runs into a homeless man at a gas station in South Africa. He tells the story of a man who he thinks is a crack addict, asking for ten rand, approximately a dollar US. Um, initially Kendrick says no and feels resentment as the man continues to berate him after asking if he has read Exodus 14 Kendrick begins to feel guilty and sympathetic towards the man his selfishness towards which he attributes his success eventually comes out most in his interactions with the homeless man at that point the man reveals himself to be God his selflessness and unwillingness to give the homeless man a dollar has cost him his place in heaven this revelation harks back to the parable of the sheep and the goat Kendrick then rep- mm. Kendrick then repents in his in the outro, asking God for forgiveness. It's only now he's free of Lucy and Uncle Sam. He had to be humbled to be humble, pointing out that the figurative value of a dollar is far higher than the literal value uh, value of a dollar. On December 9, 2015, President Obama named this record as his favorite of the year. Wow, dude, that is amazing the storytelling. Can yeah. I just say this one thing and I'll let you guys speak, but the storytelling on this track is insane. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Insane. It's so okay. interesting. Well, I think I think we had a great conversation about this in, in part one because it we sort of were jumping right. a, a bit all over the place in the start. But um yeah. I yeah, I'm I misunderstood this one. Um and David, you you pointed me in the right direction and listening back it it makes it it makes a lot more sense now. But um, yeah, I really love this track. And I think once again, the reason why maybe I missed the point a bit is because I do get so distracted by the production on some of these tracks, especially this one. I just vi- I'm vibing with it so much that like I'm struggling mm. to like vibe and also concentrate on all the lyricism at the same time. Right. Um, but yeah, I just I love this track. I, I love the the storytelling, as you said, like the back and forth that he's going on in his head. 
um, the metaphorical mm. nature of the homeless man. And mm. to me, this feels like a real story, but his interpretation of it, it feels to me like this actually did happen. Um, yeah. That he did he did run into this homeless guy and uh, this was like, it, it went like, there was a bit of back and forth, but basically Kendrick ended up walking away and saying no. And he was thinking back on it and like, oh, I should have done that. How much How much would it really have cost to just give the man a dollar, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what shaped the foundation of this. I feel like, oh, I feel like it carries some of the energy from hood politics into it, especially at the beginning. And with, just in regards mm. to how he treats this man, um, it almost seems like he's very much about what he has and he doesn't want to give that away because he's like worked so hard to earn that. And um, just that energy of like almost like staunch kind of energy. That's yeah, how yeah, it feels. Because yeah. when, he talk, when he's talking about him and then he's like, oh, he's looking at me some kind of way, feeling some kind of like disrespect kind of thing. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's that, that's that like hood mentality kind of, yo, why are you looking at me the way you're looking at me kind of thing. And mm. um, as the story progresses mm. and he keeps going – you can tell like the man wears him down and to the point where, you know, at the ending where, where he's talking about like, I've washed my hands. I've saved my grace. What more do you want from me? Like he, this man has like brought him down so much to the point where he's questioning, like, what more do you want from me? I've already given yeah, a yeah. lot and now you, you're asking me to give even more. And he's on, mm. but then the context is different because he's talking about just a dollar, but then that could also, you know, translate into, into different things, into different notions. And it, it could be something that, that that's applicable in like m- multiple ways kind of thing. And it's just so interesting because that's how, that's how I look at most Kendrick's music is just how, how does that correlate to something else? Yeah, I find it really interesting, like the placement in the album as well, because it, it mm. almost feels like this track should have come earlier because this feels like when at the end, like it still feels like Kendrick's reaction was very immature and it was one that was not at all like, uh, like, I guess, considered like the way that he's coming across in some of the the other tracks on the second half of the album, like we got we we just got off like um him talking about all the things he's learned in the world and how he's bringing it back home and then he encounters someone who's in like one of the worst places that he's encountered someone and he's just mm. straight away just like nah like what what do i owe you like what does he say he says um he's looking at me like i uh what is it like i'm supposed to save him like i'm the reason he's homeless and asking me for a favor he's staring at mm. me his eyes follow me with no laser um and it's it's interesting like how he like he's talking about how much he's learnt and then he gets put in this situation and straight away just goes on the defense and just like tries to protect what he's what he's like may- gotten from yeah. the from the game, I guess. Yeah. I mean it, I think- it gives me the energy the oh sorry. Go, go, go. You shoot, go, go, go. Uh I was gonna say like it, I feel like it's perfectly placed considering that it's the the it's trans trans well it's transferring the energy from hood politics into the scenario at the beginning so that's why i feel like it, it it's in the perfect place for it yeah yeah i guess i just mean that like it feels like he's almost relapsing into his old mentality like at yeah. this yeah. stage so, in the album yeah 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 
I feel like so what I wanted to say to that is that I feel like he is filling the gaps now. He like he broadly said what he learned and then this is now going to detail yeah. about like what he learned in Africa. Mm. Like cuz this is based in Africa and like uh uh gas station <laughs> dang. Finish <laughs> your <time>. sentence. <laughs> You shouldn't have given no, you shouldn't have given us like the go on that one, bro. You you gave us it at no, the start. No, I wanted you guys I wanted to hear you guys' perspective. But um I thought like just to finish my phrase, it's like I think one thing that was really cool about this is like you guys mentioned some of it as well, but then it's like um God testing him through the like his experience of God, him feeling like God is testing him through um the encounter with the homeless man. To the homeless man, the dollar is like worth a lot it's mm. like he could survive another day it's a really big thing but in the verse we can see um kendrick's thinking of like what he sees in the hoods um of like just to add it back to what you were trying to say t is that like he sees that um he's seen homeless people and what they do with that money so his reason of like like a being selfish but at the same time thinking this guy's just another crackhead he's going to spend it on like drugs kind of thing and then in the end he god reveals himself and he's like dang like like help me turn like right my wrongs let me like wash wash clean from this and like have a fresh start kind of thing and yeah i'll just leave it at that but cool all right so heading into the next track complexion mm. Azulu love. Yes. One of my um, favorites. So, this is my one of my so favorites. Me too. We are, we're on the final five tracks, guys. So we're, we're approaching the end. So this song, and this is from Genius again. This song is about educating society on beauty standards, especially colorism. Colorism affects the black community profusely due to its roots, which spawned from the history of slavery in America. In the song, Kendrick details the importance of loving all people, no matter how light or dark. In an interview, Kendrick described the song saying, The idea was to make a record that reflected all complexions of black women. There's a separation between the light and the dark skin because it's just in our nature to do so, but we're all black. This concept came from South Africa and I saw all different colors speaking a beautiful language. Um, mm. Thoughts? <laughs> this is, can it's I start and track. just say, yes, same bro. This is in my top three as well. So this is... Anywhere in the David, one, I'm pretty three, sure you said about like six tracks in your top three by now. I know, <laughs> right? I? Yeah, bro. I just said I love. You said I just so no, many. no. I said it's I like love every single track. This one is definitely <laughs> in my top three. I can't. I actually can't. Actually, can't remember what I say is my top three. But then, like, I'll clarify at the end, maybe. But this is definitely in my top three, bro. It's so hard for me to choose a top three from this album. You don't understand, but um, yeah, I really love this track because I think. Um, I just love the production. Like it just, it's in my vibe. Like the whole um, beat, the instrumental, the flow that Kendrick plays with, um, and I love the beat change in the song as well. How it changes and then um, Rhapsody comes in with her old school style. But um, one of my favorite lines in this track that Rhapsody says at the end of her verse is um. Black is brown, hazelnut, cinnamon, black, black tea, tea, and it's all oh, beautiful, beautiful to me. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's oh, like, queens. yes, I'm like, man, this is such an empowering song for black people. But at the same time, it's, I feel like it's universal in the sense that like, it's not only uh, like pushing for black people, but there's a sense of unity in all skin tones that I kind of feel like I get from the track. Of course, there's an emphasis on black people, but mm. it's like, 
like there's not like there's it's all love in doesn't matter what shade what kind of color so it's not it's not just like it doesn't segregate or like like take off any other skin tones but it's more like yeah we're all you should all be in unity kind of thing but yeah that's my starter but what do you guys think um i i think that it's interesting because uh i think that i've actually forgotten to set the timer i'll give us like four minutes from here um i i think it's like it's interesting because colorism i think is something that a lot of white people are ignorant to um i've spoken to numerous white people and they've got no idea what it is um i i always knew what it is but i didn't realize how bad it was until like i had some conversations with like some black friends about it and they because like for me it's um obviously like as a as a white guy it's it's never really been a problem like it's it's funny i i realize that white people are the only people who want darker skin generally like everyone else is trying to get lighter skin like whether it's or not everyone else's cultures they have parts of them who want light skin let's put it that way yeah. like yeah, um yeah. in the asian community like the it's the idea of like um i think it's this i think it's the same roots in the black community but i'm not sure i know in the asian community yeah. it's to do with like the darker people were the workers um so they're out in yeah. the sun all so day sun. and so yeah. like it, it was considered as a class thing i don't know if it's the same in the black mm-hmm. community too you can clarify that for me in a sec but i i think it's i think it's really a really important conversation that um that kendrick's talking about especially given like a lot of this album is about black people standing together and not like fighting like civil war like about war like like uniting together and not fighting each other and i think this this track is about that it's about like black people stop like you you've created racism within your own race like um Mm -hmm. And he's just discussing yeah, yeah. that idea of like, um, once again, like not sort of taking each other down, but just like appreciating each other as black people and not like segregating mm. us further into um, like darker black people and lighter black people. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. I feel like um, in the black culture, in terms of skin, um, skin whitening or just bleaching, um, I feel it has to do with just beauty standards. Like, like David said before, like all or jack i think it was in the in the brief um it just has to do with beauty standards and just being told that the lighter you are the more beautiful you are so people i i feel like in the african culture they they do that to to give to give off that persona of like oh i'm more beautiful now because i'm my skin's lighter Mm. um and it just ties to the Mm. song that's why i love the song this this song has more meaning to me personally because it it gives a good example of what self-love is and not just only self-love but just like general love for people um it's yeah it's just so loving (laughs) and uh it's the only track where i believe that someone did a better job than kendrick on the whole album the the way she she rapped the the flow the, the mm. way she tackled the, the topic and just how she went about it is just, it was just everything to me. Like it, it, it's where I mm. based a lot of things when I like learned about love because it was just so innocent and just like, so it wasn't profound. It was just something so simple and so natural looking back at little things that people love to do. Like I, I remember she paints one scenario of like watching like, 
movies at at school and like that just takes me back to just like happy moments and then it builds upon that and on black love brown love whatever they whatever title they want to put it on just love in general and just being able to love someone and my favorite line is just the the being duck doesn't make you stupid line because that that's that's a very profound line i find because mm. There's been elements where where people have treated other people a certain way because they're darker. They, they like they treat them that they're, like they're stupid. They don't know what they're doing, mm. kind of thing. So I find that line to be the yeah. most profound part of the of the track. Can I just add one more thing? Nope. Because like, okay, cool. <laughs> Go for it. Nah. Um, what is it called? It's cool that you mentioned that Jack earlier when you're like talking about um, what's it called? Um hypocrisy of like oh right um, yeah inner fighting um inner fighting within the within the same race same color it's like he he mentioned that in the next song and so um so we can talk about it there but one cool thing that i want to add to what um what kendrick did throughout the not throughout but like through this album is like it made fellow black people listen to what he had to say and one really cool thing and i respect kendrick more for this is that um he talks about bloods and crips a lot and he what he one thing he did is collab with a i can't remember which company but he did a thing where he added blue a white shoe and it was blue blue at the back and i think on the heel of some parts of the shoe and on the other shoe it was red and had some red tint so blue and red to represent bloods and crips and what he did was to bring two ogs together to like talk about how we shouldn't be um, separated or they shouldn't be separated Mm -hmm. um, in the same community. It's like, let's be more accepting and have some sort of peace kind of thing. Mm. And this is just from the back of my memory, but I remember seeing an interview where it's like they legit sat down two OGs together and they're just having conversation about like the shoe and what this represents, what Kendrick's trying to do. And like, when I saw it, I was like, dang, I respect Kendrick even more now, like how he uses his music, his fame, his position, his privilege to um, really do and pull back into his community. So I'm like, dang, that is so gangster. Mm. But I thought that was cool. So, Hey, David, um, yeah. quick question. Do you like Kendrick Lamar? Um, kind of. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just checking. I wasn't sure. Like it didn't quite come nah, through man, in what you're like, saying. Like, Bro, like my inner fanboy, I said this like in the first part as well. Like it, it reignited when we decided to review this album. Like, yeah, for sure. All right. But. So moving on to the fourth last track, uh, The Black of the Berry. Um, so yeah. released via Empire, star... Oh, that's not very relevant. Okay, there's not a very good intro here. So we're just going to skip past the intro and let's just kick sure. straight into it. So opening thoughts, guys. Who wants to go first? T. Man, take the lead. The, the The production is hard on this. Them drums, man. <laughs> Them drums go ham, and um, I'm pretty. Sure someone mm. talked about like uh, how hypocritical some of his parts are. I feel like this this is the track where he acknowledges that he's just yeah. like, yeah, this is the yeah. I know I'm saying what I'm saying, but I get I'm hypocritical, but this is what y'all need to know and this is what i'm like bringing y'all and man this is some of like this is some of 
this is the sort of lyricism that sets Kendrick apart. Like to be able yeah. to start mm. like your first verse with this line and then finish your last one, like, oh. like, and the whole time referring to this, like, it, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult, but no one else really, like hardly anyone else is doing this kind of stuff where it's like your whole track is so linked together. Like you start your verse by saying by the end of Bro. like by the end of this, or he says, I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015. Once I finish this witness will convey what I, what I mean. And he, re- he uh, refers to it again at the end of the chorus. I'm pretty uh, at the end of the first verse, I think, um, no, he doesn't. But he refers to it again in the second verse. In the, the second line verse, is the yeah, same. yeah, first line. Yeah, um, it's the yeah. first line on both verses. Yeah, and the third verse as well. He starts with it as well, um, and then <sighs> like he finishes the tr- the whole track by like saying why he is, and it's like that whole thing of he's literally like keeping you on the edge of the seat. It's like foreshadowing yeah. what he's gonna say. Like yeah. no one else is. Like I don't hear other people doing that. Like it doesn't seem like it's so impossible, so out of reach. But I don't hear anyone mm. else doing that kind of writing. Like it's just so simple, but so clever, you know. And like yeah, definitely. The, and it's not like it's it's not like it's a mic drop moment, really, because he's saying like. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. He's not saying like, "Oh, I'm a boss." Like, he's. It's not like at the end he's just like saying how sick he is. At the end, he's saying, "Yeah, I'm a hypocrite," and like, I'm, I'm admitting it. Like this whole song, I'm being hypocritical, but this is what I believe, and this is what I've done. So just take me how I am. Mm. Oh, funny you said that. That's crazy. One cool um, thing I found. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. It's all good. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to refer. It's another. I feel like it's another Tupac reference. Because it says the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. It has a different, like a lot different tone to how T- Tupac uses that line. I think it's in... Um, keep your head up. song? Keep your head up. Yeah, keep your head up. Um, he says, um, Tupac says, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, the darker, the, I say the darker the flesh and the deeper the roots. It's like, there's a lot of like um, pride in like having the um, black skin color or like being black. But then... In, in parts of how Kendrick uses this, um, if you look at the pre-chorus that reoccurs like a couple times, he talks about how um, the blacker the berry or the darker the skin, like it's more prone for people to get, like he uses the blacker the berry, the bigger I shoot. It's like he's talking about like issues in the black community as well. It's like... Um, I think it's pointing fingers basically try uh, like straight at cops but at the same time talking about how you know like about himself being a hypocrite in like how he it doesn't feel like he's doing um, enough for the community or like turning back from the community and like looking at the music industry as he's like is his new boss or like um, how he does things kind of thing but yeah yeah it's funny because like Oh man, the the chorus like assassin with the chorus. He oh, he's true yeah, to his man. name, man, because he he literally oh, murders bro. the beat like, with that. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, definitely. It's just it's like crazy. it's crazy. It just hits so that. hard. It's just yeah. Bro. yeah. I wish I wish I could do something like that because that's in, that's it's so crazy. But yeah, just adding on to um, just adding on to what you were saying, David. The whole black of the berry, the big ass shoot kind of thing. It I, I even mm. get like a sense of um. The, the the black on black crime kind of thing like the the whole previous to the other track the you know uh black people uh, or just ethnic people in general 
kind of committing crimes against each other, shooting each other, um, gang violence, all that kind of stuff. That's 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 the essence that I get from from the whole the black of the bear, the big ass shoot kind of line. Mm. And then yeah, the whole track is just oh, it hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard. It's, it's interesting you say that as well, the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, because the way I interpret it was like um, like the blacker you are, like the more sweet the success feels. That's how I interpreted it. Interesting. Oh, okay. I also... And the, um, the bigger I shoot is like, um, obviously, the blacker I am, the higher I shoot for the success, but I, right. I don't know which... Interesting. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because um, I also feel like... Growing up, I've always heard like the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, but it was, yeah. I feel like it was in, it was in reference to, um, our culture, just like the more culture you have, you know, like, um, being able to just like show off your culture kind of thing. Like, the yeah, black of the yeah. Berry, the I, sweet I know of that's the, the original like, sense of the phrase, but I, I, I sort of thought that Kendrick was playing with it, but maybe right. he isn't playing with it at all. Maybe it's just like the, what like the original phrase maybe that's just mm. what he's saying he's not <laughs> saying anything more um mm. but yeah Still all right well i forgot to set the alarm again but <laughs> i think we i think we reached the it's end right. of, of that one so let's move on to yep. the final three tracks so the next one is you ain't gonna yes. lie um mama said so the songs this is quite a long one i'll try and skim through it um it's based on the idea of the loudest in the room is the weakest in the room. Um, yeah. Do, 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 do. There's more references to Tupac in this with um, Lie to Kick It, um, which is 1997 track, um, and also Ice Cube's mm. You Ain't Gotta Lie to Kick It in 2000. Um, so there's definitely like some referencing to some of his idols. Um, it's a power, mm. powerful message of the figurative purgatory that rappers and entertainers can enter if they are not stratospherically successful yet not anonymous enough to return to their hood without receiving unwanted attention. Mm. There are racial undertones here and the use of stereotypical black imagery paints Kendrick as a hood figure, but it can be applied to other aspects in life where you feel pressured to perform or act in a certain way. Kendrick's rational side is warning the listener not to lie for respect or personal gain. The furthers, mm. This furthers the album's message as portrayed in tracks like For Sale and For Free. Yeah, interesting. Like... It, it it definitely is all about that idea of like, um, yeah, don't lie to get what you are. Otherwise, it will just, it, there's nothing sustainable in that. Like, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this, people who like have a voice in the media as well, saying like, if you always speak your truth and you don't like, um, you don't try and say what you think people want to hear, then when those things inevitably change and someone like digs up a tweet from three years ago, they can they can say what did you mean by this and you can fall back on exactly what you meant because that's what you did mean and you weren't just like on the hype train trying to say what everyone wanted to hear mm. and trying to like be what people wanted you to be if you're just ex- yeah, authentic definitely. to yourself then you can say hey well i don't think that anymore but that's where i was then and now i've grown you don't have to like look at all the times you've contradicted yourself because that wasn't really you and it's yeah it's interesting kendrick like addressing this like um with obviously the the character he's talking about trying to sort of um yeah lie his way into their into their group Mm. into their company should i say yeah can i just say this is okay i know i've said this like you you guys are saying i said this so many times but 
This track no. is in my top three. <laughs> no, 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 what? no. Let me clear this out, all right? Let me clear the story straight. Top three hundred, guys. Yeah, I know, right? I know, <laughs> I know right? I've been saying, I, I've been hyping up like legit every track, but just to clear things out, right? So this track, all right, and Complexion are in my top three. So none of those ones in the As first today. half that you said were your t- top three, none of those. No, I didn't say those were. <laughs> I didn't say any were top three. I swear, wow. yes, from memory, you did. I'm pretty sure. Did yes. I? If yeah, I can, did, someone I'm look sorry, that up. Can these, someone like? These are my top three. Someone check. Yeah, someone look that up. <laughs> you just uh, said I'm, these I'm wolves were in your see. top three. You literally said uh, it on this show. So you said these wolves are in your top three. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, at the start, <laughs> you said these wolves so are definitely my top three. That's so funny. Dang, Don't choose a top just, three, man. Just, um, no, okay, fine. I'll I'll replace these walls with. <sighs> Meanwhile, you've got this two and a half end. minutes to finish. Yeah, man. Point. Top four. This won't end. Started. Top four. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Um, I think this song it's it's so cool because it's quite simple and straightforward in like the message it portrays. Like if we just focus on the um chorus of it but it's basically i think it speaks like you don't gotta you don't have to try be a fake version of yourself to like make yourself fit in or get gain respect and i think that's like the main thing that i got from it and it's such an easy listen as well so fluid in like um he has so such finesse as he spits the verses and he speaks to the listener in this track like i love kendrick's tone like his particular tone for this track it's very just like it's very slick it's in the higher register. Yeah, very slick. Yeah, that's a good word for it. But yeah, I love the message it portrays of like just be you. You don't have to try to be another person to try gain or like being part of the club or be loved or accepted. It's like just be you, and people accept you or like they won't. But just be you. I love and hate this track. That's all I got to say. Uh, why? Because why do you hate because it? Because of the tone. Like it, why you love it is kind of why I don't like. I love the tone because the it's too suave. He's too like cool with it. He's telling you to be that's yourself. That's so cool. Nah, about. that's that's kind of weird. He's telling you to be yourself, but then like at the same time, he has this aura and presence of just like yeah, bro, just be yourself, dude. Like he's just cool and laid back with it, and then he makes it look so effortless, and it's this amazing like composition and peace it's like wow mm. it's cool mm. i love the i love the song but like that aspect of it just kind of makes me want to go like mm, it's not fair man look look at you <laughs> i can understand why someone would be coming from the other side and being like acting i find it i find it interesting way. that like like the whole thing is like you don't have to lie to kick it as if saying like if you just be yourself then we'll like you but then the rest of the track he's just like abusing the dude the whole time yep yep <laughs> so it's just like he's just like i like you man just be yourself and then he just like rips into him in the verses and then yeah with that suave tone making <laughs> the world don't respect like, you like, oh. the culture don't accept you like <laughs> now by talking to himself i think that's why ah yeah, he's talking to himself. That's how I read it. And then it's right. like... Um, yeah, because I thought you nah, guys... Nah, nah, yeah, I don't think so, man. Clear? I don't think so. Nah, yeah. It, nah, I don't think he's talking to himself. I, I don't, th- I don't I think, think he is. Because he he's, he's saying, like, um, to impress me. So he's not just saying, yeah, like, you don't, don't ask this, just be yourself. 
but he's saying like all these things that there's someone asking all these things to impress him because he's Kendrick. It's not just to impress anyone. It's because he's, he's like a rising star. That's why the dude is asking him all these things. He's trying to impress Kendrick. Mm. So I don't think it's a, I don't think he's talking to himself. I think he's talking about the context around him. Like the people that are trying to get close to him. Hmm. Like that's what I get from it. Yeah, that that's what I mean as well. Yeah, like I feel like this yeah. is him going home when he's like he's not huge yet, but he's getting pretty big, and like people saying all this stuff to try and impress him because he's like, yeah, he's he's a big yeah. shot like now. That, yeah. And also in the um, in that little intro thing, it, it said about uh, how like him struggling with the fact that he's he can't go home because he's not um wait so going home creates its complications because he's big enough that people um will recognize him and like make like create complications but he's not big enough that he can be a star and not have to worry about it you know yeah yeah interesting i saw it different in the sense that because it's titled mama said and before like i think it talks about um kendrick's journey of like as you said or as you guys were mentioning like his journey of finding out about himself and now he's coming like coming back home he hears from like his own mum or like from his people that like you don't gotta you know i don't, I don't know mm. like you don't have to try to be someone mm. to impress us it's like be i hear you i hear or you maybe, but but you're wrong no, I'm joking. Because <laughs> I, I, I personally feel like that's where he would be most confident. Interesting. Yeah, that's mm. that's what I thought too. He would come home thinking that he was like, he'd have to struggle with like stopping his ego yeah. from taking over. So I don't think he would be trying to impress the people unless he's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe, I think yeah. it is some dude trying to like, yeah, impress him. Um, yeah. Like, because like home should be like that's the place he feels most comfortable. I feel in Kendrick's like what what I've seen so far of just like general stuff about Kendrick. It seems like home is like the place for him where he feels like a hundred percent him and he's surrounded by his friends. So it it gives me yeah. that the kind of sense that like True. if if it was someone else who's not a part of like his homies or like the people that he or his friends or family trying to come in. That's when he's kind of got his guard up and he's like, nah, bro, you don't got to do all that extra stuff to, you know, just mm. to kick it. Yeah. Well, let's move to feel, the second yeah. last track. Sorry, David. We need to, we need to kick it. Um, yeah. I heard the alarm. I just want to ignore it. <laughs> I just want to keep talking. So this is, this is in my top three, I reckon. Um, really? This track, the, yeah, man. Like I, this I the vibes of this track is insane. It's amazing. And I want to put it in I, my top two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I feel like gosh. we're probably gonna end up I feel like we're probably gonna end up talking about this section of the track with the least music, but we'll see. Um I feel like we're probably gonna be talking about that bit for the longest. But there's quite a lot of um write up about this. But I is the first single from um the album. It received two Grammys yeah. for the studio version of the song um and for best for best rap song and best rap performance um in an interview kendrick said i is the best song i've he's ever written because he never thought he'd be in the mindset Mm. to make a positive song having grown up around so much negativity in compton 
The up-tempo wow. track once again delves deep into Kendrick's personal perspective on the world. While premiering the track on LA's Power 106, Kendrick explained the song is about self-expression inspired by the lack of self-love on the streets of Compton. Through To Pimper Butterfly, mm. oh, sorry, Though To Pimper Butterfly resolves around spiritual turmoil, self-doubt, as well as negative temptations, this song offers redemption. The mixing and production on this version emulates a live performance as opposed to the clean production on the single. The track further explores subjects he already covered and personally explained on Genius in his song Real from Good Kid Mad City. Um, so, yeah, mm. this track. Let's click start. Let's go. Yeah. Who's first? The first section The first section of the track didn't stand out to me because of the single because the single was so dope. So I was expecting that. I, I loved the fact that the single and the one that made it onto the album are different because what made it stand out was definitely mm. the second part. I couldn't care much about the first section of the track because I have the single for that. That's not part of the album. In terms of the body of work, sure. the second part of the album makes it all flow together in the context of the album. So that's what I appreciated. Giving It gave new meaning to a word that, I always heard around all my African friends, you know, that, that mm. I use as well as a musician. It gave it a new meaning and it also gave it new context and mm. um and it just made I me. Think it, I think it makes more sense aware. in the context of the album. That's what I said. I thought you said the first half doesn't though. No, I'm I'm talking no, no, about the just second saying half. How- I appreciate that the 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 single and the one that made it onto the album are different, and the 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 second half of the track had more meaning for me. That's what yeah, I said. Because he only he already got to he already got to hear the single when it was released. So like yeah, as a this single. different version, which is like yeah, this different version adds an extra layer because it has so much so many gems, like the end portion right, of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. plus like the live element of the yeah, sound. And yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And just like yeah. um, just the 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 redefining of like the word the n word and just how you know mm. you gotta the the implications of of that word and how you gotta realize the way you're using it 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 just brought that it just highlighted that nature to me especially around you know where I come like how where I grew up and. Just mm. my friends and just how we talked to each other before. It just seemed like it wasn't a big deal. But then, like, realizing the context and it's, like, making sure that, like, you know, you're, you're, you're treating each other well and not abusing each other, using words, you know, and not realizing how strong words can be given the right context kind of thing. That's what the, the poetry at the end kind of highlighted for me. And the fact that, like, it was a message addressed to Oprah on how, like, sensitive mm. the word is and the, the the redefining of it based on African context. It's just so interesting. Mm. Mm. David, you got anything? I definitely... I've, I just love the whole sound of the track as well. It's so upbeat. It's so, like, it makes you want to get up on your feet and just start dancing kind of track. Um, and it's such a stark contrast with um, the other track, You. And I feel like it's meant to be seen that way mm. on 
Kendrick's journey throughout the album that we see, especially if you follow the um, po- poems that are at, at the end of certain tracks, um, I feel like um, we see a whole different type of Kendrick, someone who's come out stronger compared to where he was at rock bottom when he was at U. So I feel like you can kind of see the two and compare how far he's come on his journey and where he's reaching as he enters like the end of the album. But yeah, I think it's so dope what he does with um yeah his um verse at the end um that's included in this version like the album version of um I but mm. yeah I think that's it for me I think it's just like it's pretty cool yeah I just love the pretty, pretty cool. the like the the spoken section like when Kendrick stops the music like um mm. I just think it's not on my yeah, watch no not yeah not, not while watch. I'm up here like it's 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 just so good and like. Once again, talking about like, stop fighting, like stop fighting, like between you guys. Yeah. Like, um, I just, I love that message where it's like, Kendrick talks a lot about um, the the things that black people are like suffering with externally, but he also talks about the things that are happening internally as well. And I love mm-hmm. the way that he sort of flip flops between the two and balances it without making it too. It to me, it, it never feels like too much emphasis on either or, like it's obviously easy for me to say as a, as a white dude, like maybe there are, there's probably some black people out there with very strong opinions about how like he's talking about um, stop, stop being a victim. He, he says that or st- stop playing into being the victim, I think is, is more accurate. But um, I'm sure there's some people out there with very strong opinions about someone saying that. But um, yeah, I, I just, I think I, I just really love the way he executes this track and like makes it, like ties it all together. Like I feel like that that interlude section that is that that interlude isn't in the the single, right? No, it isn't. The single is a full version, and he goes ham in the single. Like it 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 gave me everything I wanted. So as I when I saw it, that the song was also a part of the album, I was kind of like, oh. But then it was a different version. And I was like, oh. And the that second section just kind of yeah. That that's what really did it for me. Mm. yeah i i love he just i love the way he tackles the hook it's my favorite favorite chorus on the album by far i love the way he t- tackles it um yeah. and the band vibe is just amazing but mm. yeah that's that's probably yeah. all i've got on that so one much energy yeah big energy big and he energy. accompanies it with like fee five four, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like you end up chanting it with him like especially the bridge once it's gone that far in the song it's like the yeah. only criticism i have is at times the backing track of the live things it's pretty obvious um mm. but that's my only at the start it sounds really real but then the crowd don't change with him that's the only thing like you can tell that it's not a real crowd because they'd be reacting with his energy, but like it's a pretty yeah. harsh criticism because most of the time the crowd sounds really realistic, and they did an amazing yeah. job mixing it. Like it sounds, yeah, it sounds yeah. like yeah. his part yeah. sounds live. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move Definitely. into the very last track. Um, this is one of my top Immortal three. Man, so Mortal Man, not Immortal yeah. Man. Um, this is one of my top three. Me too. Me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Kidding. <laughs> um. See, no, no, I, I think I know my top three. Hey, I, I think it's uh, Mortal Man, um, Complexion, and These Walls. I don't know what mine are, man. I just, mm. yeah. Good yeah. choices, man. I've gone through this too many times not to not to sit down and know. Like, yeah. 
These are my <laughs> gems. These are like my oh good. You know so what the, you like, man. The uh the genius thing isn't isn't the best for this track, but um this track's ten minutes because after the after the music finishes, there's a there's obviously the interview with with Tupac, which is crazy because I could have yeah. sworn that Tupac actually died before the before the album was made, which really like that really boggles sure? my mind that like yeah, I, I couldn't believe no, no, no. it. Like uh, no, nah, he's alive, bro. What he's in mean, Costa man? Rica. He was, he was talking to Kendrick at the end. Yeah, of the well, song. that that that's what him? blew my mind, really, because I, I Tupac's thought he, alive, I man. Come on, man. Nah, he's alive, bro. <laughs> Come on, you gotta believe. Yeah. Have you seen he just that picture want you to with know. like him and Rihanna? Have you seen that picture? No, I haven't seen. There's that this picture. picture of Rihanna with a guy who looks literally like it's. I find it too far. Oh my god. I gosh, remember wow. like this 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 conspiracy of like Tupac's in Costa Rica and like that also yeah, just back up when um the Tupac hologram concert came yeah. out. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where Snoop came and then there was like a hologram of Tupac. And then some people yeah. were like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then some people were like hating on it because it's like why are you trying to, you know, make a fake thing out of a dead man and like a, with a great yeah, legacy? Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah, messed up when you think about it. Like yeah. they're still making, they're profiting yeah. off of this man and he's passed away. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird. But yeah, there, um, there's all these, there's all these like edited pictures of like people keep putting. <laughs> I don't know why Rihanna, but they keep putting like editing pictures of Rihanna into photos of Tupac. Um, really i haven't seen yeah if you just google rihanna tupac there's heaps of different versions where like they edit her in for some reason i don't know um so weird interesting yeah yeah but i love this song man uh such a great way to end the album as well yeah i feel like this song is the most applicable in terms of the general public because um especially like right now with everything that's happening it's 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 that moment where this actually came up people were at the point where they were asking yo where's kendrick at why hasn't he said anything about anything that's happening right now why is he so silent why is he not on social media he was showing up to a lot of the rallies and stuff but then this is exactly what he was talking about at that moment i've learned so much things and i've brought them to you guys but I'm not perfect. I'm still a human. I might make mistakes, but are you still going to be there when things hit the fan? Like when things don't all go, like things don't always go right. So are you guys going to like stick through it and be there for the whole ride? Or are you just going to, you know, leave me at mm. my worst? That's not where I That's thought you were the- going with that. I thought you were going to say, um, cause like, I thought you were talking about like Kendrick not coming out and speaking against people who, are basically being cancelled and like Kendrick basically talking in this track about like all these people who he sees as idols and the people around him saw as idols and then something happened like um like it hit the fan basically and they they just turned on him they just turned on him straight away like he he obviously talks about Michael Jackson um I am not I don't have enough information to comment on that but he's he basically says like this is the guy who wrote Billy Jean you're really gonna say that he touched those kids yeah yeah um and like I- I I thought you were gonna say like the the what he's saying is that like the reason why he's silent about this stuff is because he's not gonna come out and just like s- like speak badly about people who he saw as idols. I I took it from more of um he, him personally because now this is exactly what's happening to him. Mm. 
he's not he's he hasn't said anything about specific issues he's just shown up and done the work kind of thing and now people were questioning him you know he's in this position of those same people that he was defending in the song or like that he was writing with in those songs now he was he's finding himself in 2020 in that position so that's where it kind of kicks in for me like that's how I've seen it, kind of thing. Before I saw it as like. Are you talking? Are you talking about now, or are you talking about when this track came out? I'm talking about now, but then I was about to just say. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I was just about to say like before. I still kind of saw it in that light of like personally for myself, the things that I do. Um, if I did something wrong, are the people that are around me still going to be there? When I do something wrong, are they gonna try and support me and help me get out of that situation, or just like? show some love and try to support me so that I can go through whatever I've, the process is kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? That's For the sure. kind of energy that I'm, that I'm in. And it's the same thing that happened to J Cole too. Like, um, he, he put something out and then people took it in a different context. Some people took it in another context. And then, a lot of people who were J Cole fans, they were like, nah, bro, you're wrong for this. And then a lot of other ones were like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I see what you're trying to say. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that. I think it's the, the issue with like the relationship between fans and like, you know, idols is that there is no like real conversation about it. Like if this was it, like, if we're talking about like, you know, Kendrick makes a mistake and those closest around him, like, it's not like they would just all give him a hug and a pat on the back and everything like mm-hmm. they would call him out you know but they'd call him out in a way that is warranted because they have a relationship with him and i feel yeah, like yeah. fans mm-hmm. feel like they have a relationship with this guy but but they, they don't do, really have do, a relationship yeah. he doesn't really have a relationship with them other than right. they're just another fan really yeah and it's like yeah, yeah, i'm not yeah. saying that he doesn't appreciate them but they don't like he doesn't know them like they know him and so they really don't have a place to come out and say personal stuff against him like how is he supposed to respond to that you know like when the people around him like that doesn't mean that you you can't have an opinion it just means that like there's no point adding him on twitter when you don't even know the guy like and even if you did know the guy you wouldn't add him on twitter you would you know actually speak to him in person and say look man you really screwed up here like and like maybe even give him an earful but at the end of the day, you're still there to support him. You're not canceling him and just being like, you're on your own. Like, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, especially someone who's done as much for the community. Like when we're talking about him apparently not being there for the Black Lives Matter movement, like as much as he's done for for black people, as much dialogue as he's created and art that he's made for black people, to for, for black people to just turn around and say, like, where are you? Like, you're canceled. It's just like, it's just dumb. It's it's dumb. Like it's definitely. There's a lot of things a, to the, say about it, but it was stupid. Mm. Is on the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what the, the that's the point I was trying to make. Just that aspect of like, it it came to that pivotal point where a simple action was the the basis of what people used to justify their actions, whether they were or against him. That's what I feel like the nature mm. of the track is for me. When it comes to when he says mortal man, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone makes mistakes and I'm not saying he made a mistake in this particular um, incident or, you know, in these like during this time, I'm just saying to other people, that's how they say it. That, that's how they see it. And um, that that gave them justification to, to act a certain way 
towards him. So it's that mm. that notion that like, okay, if the whole world turns against me, are you still going to be around to support me? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like um, loyalty, he talks about like, um, one thing I want to point to is like his um, his album, Mad, Good Kid, Mad City. Because mm. um, the last track on that album as well, it's like, sing about me, right? It's like, promise that you'll sing about me when the lights turn mm. out and like, mm. like yeah, even yeah, when yeah. I'm gone, like promise that you'll sing about me. It's like, there's this big sense of he sees an importance of leaving like a legacy and yeah. like if he speaks, like he even talks about like in some of the lyrics of the song, um, um, this album where he's like, um, thank God for rap. Thank God for giving me um, an avenue, a place to um, voice these um, important issues and opinions. Because it's like, now that you are exposed to my reality, now that you know about my story and what I grew up with and the reality that my people live like or and things like that, it's like, um, are you going to, when shit hits the fan of like, I think in, in the verses of here, it's like, it talks about like um, uh, corrupt cops, cops like planting cocaine in cars or yeah. like, like somehow bringing people who come into like a leadership position that are in like, um, um, you know, that usually aren't able to get into it. When they get close to it, it's like they find a way to bring those people yeah, down. Yeah, that's what and he's saying. I he's, feel like he's Kendrick- like if he gets yeah. like, if he gets Yeah, if framed. I get to that point and someone fr- frames me and like someone tries to take me down or like when shit hits the fan, are you still going to stand by me? And like, are you going to be the ones who, you know, like- move on with this movement or like what i'm trying to say here kind of yeah because like it it makes references to like nelson mandela as well like the fact that you know yeah in in his fight for justice and just like uh you know fairness and and just freedom he mentions he mentions a bunch of political figures i think he mentions luther king as well like he mentions a bunch of people yeah 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 Yeah, malcolm x as well and 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 moses He's up there, Moses as well. Yeah, because they're all yeah. leaders. Like Michael that's Jackson. that's the that's the that's the aspect that I was get, like trying to kind of get to. Like from a leadership perspective, you know, everyone's human. Um, everyone makes mistakes. So, yeah. are you still going to believe in those, you know, core beliefs mm. that he that he put forth as what he believes, even when? the whole world is is kind of against him kind of thing yeah all right guys well let's head into the the final um well this interview um and also the that we finally get the full poem now um yeah what was your thoughts the first time you heard this my little mind was blown the away first time i hear or i heard tupac's voice yeah. bro Legit was bl- yeah, just as T said just then, like I was blown away because I'm like, gone. what? Yeah. Do you know no. what I thought? I'm like, do you know no. what I thought when I heard it for the first time? What? I was like, whoa, this guy sounds so much like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> you Bruh. Well, why would you assume it was him? Like the man's dead. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? It's, I mean, there's so much we don't it sounds know. Like, it sounds like such a good, like, real interview. Like they did it so well. It sounds so yeah, realistic. Too well. that, yeah, like it took me too a well. few sentences for for me to realize, oh, like I see what they've done here. Like it sounds like and you listen back and you oh, and it's wow. obvious, but yeah. like when I was listening to it the first time and I, I like I had no idea, 
I was just like, oh, it's like, is this is Tupac's song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Like, <laughs> bro. No. I love how the it wraps up everything um, that he was trying to portray or like yeah. really talk about. And it ends with like a serious tone, but it's like, it's not, it's not, fully unanswered i feel like a lot of what it's kind of it gives me goosebumps kind of what tupac is saying and how much it kind of yeah foreshadowing Um, was so scary to be honest the foreshadowing is just way too it it was too vivid now more than ever and honestly it kind of gets even scarier the the more things progress and you know the the it, it seemed like tupac took like a more darker turn to what he was saying it was so true but if things it it feels like that's exactly where things are heading um not that drastically but like the 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 scary part is that it could end up in that like kind of state and yeah Yeah. it was just oh man crazy thing is like tupac died like correct me if i'm wrong but what from what i know is 96 and this album was made 2014, 15. So it's crazy that a person who passed that many years ago was able to speak speak on issues that are like, you know, still yeah. here today. I guess when and you're at like, the forefront that's so, of a movement, you know where it's going mm, or you know yeah. where it could go. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. And it's kind of sad to see like that what they thought was going to happen came true because they... You know they were fighting for you know their rights and their lives long before w- w- a lot of those people were in those positions and just seeing like them being able to interpret what's about to happen and how things are about to go kind of just shows like how stagnant things kind of got for a bit you know there's been there's been a lot of like movement in terms of trying to push for change but seeing as how like things aren't are progressing the way they thought they they were going to it just kind of it's kind of freaky yeah yeah it definitely is um i the part that gave me goosebumps because you said it david was like right Mm. at the end when when um kendrick reads him the the poem and as the music's building up at the end and he says like what's your perspective on that and then he's just like fuck park and it's it's park. like this park it's like this idea that he wish it like this was his way of sort of having that conversation with conversation. him but at the end yes. of the day he really wanted like once he'd finished this project he was just like i wish i knew what tupac would think about this project and it was like him asking at the end and like he's never going to get an answer and it's just like yeah, yeah. oh man Forever, I love that. I love that so mm. much. How he pieced this whole interview together, how he um, implements the poem with the whole yeah. work. And the music and like, in yeah. the background is so, so underrated, man. The production, yeah. like, bro, it's, yes. some, it's yes. some of the best. I know I've said oh that a lot gosh. on this album, but some of the best production, <laughs> production? is production? the, yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. in the background of this, like, conversation like it's he's literally like it hugs that conversation yes, so well like yeah it hugs the interview yeah. so well oh my gosh 
Like when, when it's trying to build more tension in what Tupac's trying to say, when it's trying to be a bit more comedic in like what he's trying yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The music's more upbeat. Everything, yeah. the accompaniment, yeah. Accompaniment is like- But yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy like it's when, so you, crazy. when you hear the stuff that Tupac is saying and like the fact that like you can tell Kendrick was reading up on all this stuff before like and as he was creating the album mm. because he references so much of this stuff is referenced throughout the project. Um, yeah. It makes me wonder when he actually put this interview together. Like- whether he actually did it before, yeah. like I, I don't know, or whether mm. it was during, or whether it was at the end. But I feel like he he always knew he'd have something like this, and it's so much of what he's talking about is referenced throughout the whole album and so much of the lyricism. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think we've sort of, as we've been going, we've sort of been picking out bits and pieces here and there. Mm. Like the one that I'm looking at right now is when he says we're we're just letting our our dead homies tell stories for us, and yeah. um, mm. like we're not really rapping, we're just letting our dead homies tell stories for us, and like. Yeah, it, I feel like that. Um, what was it? What what tracks that? Um, for the dead homies. What what is it? Boo boo. Yeah. What tracks um, that? Hood, po- um, hood, yeah. Politics. hood politics. Yeah, and he says, um, mm. yeah, it's like fourteen years later, we're out here for the dead homies, and it's just like I feel like that's it's all tying it together, and he does such a good job yeah. in this album of tying everything together. It's. Like, yeah, definitely. As I've said, this isn't it's my favorite Kendrick album, bro. but the way it's been put together is genius. Like, it's so clever. It's genius, bro. Um, yeah. And it's the sort of thing that you can continue to revisit again and again and again and find more and more little clever bits mm. and pieces that he's put together. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. all I got on this. Yeah. I think, like, if once you complete listen to and appreciate this album i think as an artist you kind of get pushed to really stretch your storytelling how you rhyme how you um how you delicately place um little um acoustic gems here and there so that it's more impactful when you say certain words it teaches you i think um how to use your tone in voice to um portray a message and like i think like like it's such a educational thing that this this album is so like i i definitely feel like this is um my favorite kendrick album but then again i have to look really look at damn to say that confidently because i've listened to every album except damn like maybe once or twice i've listened to damn but not like i feel like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to review that album Um, (laughs) i think maybe we'll yes we do we'll do it a bit differently yes we do i think we'll have to do it a bit differently but i'm looking forward to being the one who's the most enthusiastic about it as opposed to trying to keep up with you guys on this one um and you guys having a bit of a like new discoveries (laughs) on on that album as well because once again with damn and I, I, to be honest, I think when we when we started the podcast, I think I finally realized why Damn is such a, like in my, like I enjoy it so much more than this one. And I think because so much of this album, To Pimp a Butterfly, is in the lyricism. So much of it is in the lyricism. And yeah. like, if you're not like tuning into the lyricism, you'll miss the point. Yeah. And I mm. feel like with Damn, like there's so much like storytelling just through the production that like... I find it such a stimulating like narrative just through the production and like don't get me wrong I love some of the lyricism in Damn as well but I find that if if what I'm like speculating about what I how I listen to Kendrick music is that um a lot of the time I'm actually 
just being distracted by what's happening musically as opposed to lyri- lyrically, then um, I think that for me, uh, it's a superior album in terms of the production. I know a lot of people will really not like that. Um, but for me, I think that uh, To Pimp a Butterfly is a better album lyrically, but Damn is a better album um, sonically for me. Okay, don't attack me. Interesting. <laughs> if you do have any negative messages to se- to send me, my um, my Instagram is at Chun David Chun <laughs> on, on Instagram. So just just send them that way. Yes. <laughs> nice. And if you have um, nice words to say, go to Jacks. Uh, if you have Sherlock. nice words to say, go to. What, why, um, would, why would they official. send you a nice message? <laughs> go to Tawanda Official if you got nice, something nice to say. That's all that matters. Yep. Well, speaking of shout outs, T, let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts, guys? You Like one sentence to, to wrap it up. Um, go for it. Oh, that's hard. T, go. Um, so, David said that's hard. T, what do you got? <laughs> To Pimba Butterfly uh, <laughs> shaped a lot of the characteristics um, that I see in myself. And it helped me to become a more in tuned person. Yeah. Cool. That's my, that's my sentence. Very nice. I, I was, I'd, say, I'd say 10 out of 10. Top three um, albums. Highly recommend. Yeah, definitely. Hundreds. Yeah, for sure. It's it's my number one album. Bro, come on. I didn't say that that much. Come you on. did, bro. Give me a break. Every second track. Did I? More than yeah, more than half the album <laughs> is, is in your top, top three. <laughs> How's more than bro. half the album in your top I just three? Just love the album. All right, man. guys, let's sign this off because we've been gone for a minute now, and this is a part two. So people probably sick of it by now um t where can they find you thanks again so much for joining us to, to thank help you us very much it. for helping for having me where can the people find you uh they can find me at Tawanda official on all platforms uh you can follow uh check out uh seasons music uh growing is out mixed mastered by yes. the man jack sherlock himself uh stay tuned for some Woo-hoo. new stuff uh from once again and new age we got some merchandise coming soon and uh we got i got some wow. music coming out on the way um and wow. uh stay tuned for one of my artists her name's Macalita. she's about to release soon yeah stay tuned amazing man hey, i look forward to a lot it going on man david yeah. where can they find you <laughs> You guys already know. At the Artist Don't Notepad. Facebook.com forward slash the Artist Notepad and emails at the Art. Oh, David, we've got something to announce. What do we have to announce? So, um, at some point within the last several episodes, uh, we announced a, a opportunity to, to win a giveaway. Um, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was yes. quite hard to find. So, um, we basically said anyone who does find it can um, can contact us and win one of our Funko Pops. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Simon Bernardo, who has won one Woo! of our Funko Pops. He's taken out yeah. the one that I thought would go first. It's definitely the best one. He's taken Thanos. Um, so congratulations, Simon. You'll be getting that soon. 
Um, nice. Remember that if you leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, you still have an opportunity to win one of the remaining three <laughs> Funko Pops. And so you've got Steve Irwin, yes. and that comes with a little crocodile. You've got... Nice. Uh, who's left? Um, Crikey. You've got Tupac, actually, uh, topical. You've got Tupac? Yeah. Left? Really? Yeah, yeah, we do. do we now. do. So That's leave crazy. us a review, T. Yes. Come on. You've been on the show three times and you haven't left a review. Look at you. Wow, hey, man. What's the last busy. one? What's a, oh, a Baby Yoda as wow, well. You T. got Baby Yoda as well. So um, That's going last for sure. No way. Steve Irwin's going last. Nah, Baby Yoda. Nah, he's, going, he's going first. What? Yeah, Tupac is going next. Baby Yoda is amazing. I'll keep Baby Yoda if no, no one wants scary, him. Bro. Tupac is next. <laughs> Yeah, Tupac's next for sure. Anyway, um, this album really thanks so much for, for joining us today for this week's episode. Um, we look forward to coming back next week with another episode of Tan Artistry. We've got a very cool guest coming mm-hmm. on, which I'm very excited to talk to. She has some very smooth, um, upbeat vibes to her music. Um, very, yeah, angelic vibes, David. Any Angelic. angelic. Yeah. That's a good Ooh. word to use. Okay. She's a she's quite a talented artist, I must say. I must say. Thanks for that great contribution, David. Bro, I'm out of juice, man. We've been talking for like like you're, an you're hour of, and a half before. Juice? Whoa! We're, yeah, we're, Whoa! Out of not again. Juice. We're bringing it back. Not again. Juice, juice. Oh no! Juice. <laughs> Come on, T. You have to say it now, so it Give doesn't look terrible juice. on us. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> Fine, I'll just copy and paste it from the last episode when you did say it. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did, God. man. You said ghetto juice at least no, two or three times. I don't recall ever saying that. Well, I will attach a little um, a little excerpt of this, which is going to be annoying for me to do, but I'm going to do it just Ye- because you said that you didn't say it. Bro. There's a whole bunch of us talking about how we, we said the word juice. 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 I wonder why the, like, imagine that was an actual drink, though. All right. Um, I really hope I didn't say it. That's all from us this week um, for this episode. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Anything final to say, guys? Um, that's for Danya. What about if they guess what, guess what juice we're saying? Then they get a Funko Pop as well. Sure thing. <laughs> you can guess oh the word <laughs> that we're saying don't. before juice. <laughs> we're going to get some really offensive words, man. Bro, all I'm saying is juice. You could say that in public, right? No. Bro, when you said it, you it was bad it. enough that it stopped it both me bad. and G. And we had to call yeah, you out man. on live shows. I don't understand. It was the context. Anyways. Yeah, it was facts. the context. Yeah, facts. Yeah, bro. Really? Maybe I was blind to it. I'm sorry, but I don't see an issue. I'll say juice wherever I go. Oh, God. <laughs> then be prepared to die. Yep. For real. Now they're never going right, to get it. You two, shut up. We're, we're finishing this off. Thing. I need to stop asking you like any last words because you're just going to say some other stupid stuff. So um, until next... Last words. <sighs> I love you guys. God bless you. God bless. God yeah. Bless you. Yeah, totally, dude. All right, we can close now. Okay. Yeah. Close. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you for a, a great episode. And this one's for you, Chadwick. Wakanda forever. Chadwick Wakanda forever. forever. R.I.P. to the goat. <laughs>
Until next week, peace. Peace. Peace.